Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute. This is the minute that's analyzing the 1985 Disney movie Return to Oz. One, I've already said terrifying so many times. Minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. Mike, you sound so much more upbeat than I do. But we're, we're getting some action now. We're, today we're going to talk about Minute 20, which starts with Dorothy strapped to a medical gurney listening to screams in the dark. But it ends with her hiding behind some lab coats. So as you can tell, there's some serious action in this minute. She gets set free from that medical room by the yellow-haired girl who's back. And then they're running and hiding, and we can talk about that. I'm just laughing because I'm I'm reading the the script and Nurse Wilson is just referred to as head nurse. She's the head yeah. nurse. Come back to it in about oh, forty five no. minutes, everyone. <laughs> oh no! If you ruin Hot Lips Hand for me, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> She's a head nurse too, but different. But, oh. God. Yep. The head nurse. What I like in this minute is the <laughs> yellow-haired girl. I'm not going to call her blonde because it says she's the yellow-haired girl. Mm -hmm. uh, the yellow-haired girl just keeps saying quick. Hmm. It's like quick. Quick. She doesn't say it like that. She says quick. We have to get you out of here. And then, you know, Dorothy isn't going fast enough. She's like, quick! And then they're running down the hall. It's like, oh, we've got to hide. Quick! Behind these lab coats. Well, she's very stressed out. <laughs> um, I'm going to start at the very top of this minute with, I don't think it's fair for us to blame mentally ill patients locked up in this hospital for screaming when the power goes out. That seems fair. Just want to point that out. It's, it's adding to this, like, horror movie atmosphere. And it's actually just, well, you know, even, like, when you're a kid at summer camp and the power goes out, you all scream. Like, that's what you do. This this is even more terrifying because they're probably alone in their psychologically unsettling rooms. I mean, come on. I'm sure they each have a picture on the wall that says, I will give you rest. And they have a, like a little bowl of water bath station. And they've got a creepy short bed. And yeah. maybe they have a pumpkin or another gourd to keep them company. I cannot wait to get out of here. We're so close. We're on our way. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what was my next note? Oh, my next note is how can she hear so well with those headphones over her ears? But I guess there isn't really padding on them. It's just the plate, so that must be it? Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. That makes more sense the more I look at them. Because they look, at first, I mean, I have already mentioned Houlihan this minute. And they remind me of Radar O'Reilly's headphones in M.A.S.H. Only, you know, 
the terrifying horror movie version. Oh, I completely did not get the match reference. To be fair, I've only maybe watched like two episodes of that. <laughs> After many hours of attending a MASH-themed party when I realized that only I and one of my friends had any idea what was going on. So, that, yeah. You should watch some more, and then you should listen to MASH Minute when it comes out. Will you be reviewing uh, each episode of the the 20-year television show, Minute by Minute? It was only 11. No, we're going to do the movie Minute by Minute, and then we're going to do the television show probably episode by episode. I mean, that makes the most sense. But we're going to see how our stamina is doing. I may try and bump things. We're also going to see, like, how long podcasting's a thing. You know, if we're 60 years old and no one podcasts anymore, Megan and I aren't going to be doing that, obviously. By the time you finish, you'll need to be in the MASH unit. Ah, 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 ah. Actually, I'll never need to be in a MASH unit because I have now reached the point in my life where unless something changes and we all end up living in a dystopia... I'm not going to be in the army at any point. <laughs> so I'm good. Um, yeah, all right, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Uh, the project at hand! My wonderful, wonderful return to Oz. I cannot wait to return to Oz and get out of this hospital. Um, we get a great close-up of the key winding down in the machine, I guess, that would still be turned, like the gears would still be turning, even though there isn't any current going through it. That's what that key is supposed to mean, right? I mean, I know it's just foreshadowing for yeah. me, a certain mechanical friend. Did anyone else have a heart attack when two hands appear to take the headphones off Dorothy? It's Toto, everyone. Toto's back. He's turned into a man, or a child, or, you know, he's, he's anthropomorphic, besides, he's anthropom, never mind. His hands, his paws transformed <laughs> into hands. Uh, um, I mean, Toto is played by a girl, maybe this is how she sees herself. I don't know. That was great. That was amazing. Um, now I'm picturing the covers of those Animorph books from when we were kids. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man, now I want artwork of that. Why do I have all these good ideas and, like, zero talent in that Well, not zero, but I mean very low. <laughs> if you want a really deep cut, that was a... I'm going to... After the fact, I'm going to say that uh, little word... Uh, Trouble was actually a reference to Mickey's Christmas Carol. With pistachios. Ah! Instead of pistachios. With relish. Yes. With pistachios. Uh. Oh. Man. Oh, what movies by minutes podcast should do a special edition and cover Mickey's Christmas Carol? 
Yeah. One of the greatest Christmas specials ever made. Man, Disney owns my soul now that I think about it. <laughs> but it is really great. It is. I, I know I recommend a lot of things, but if you haven't seen Mickey's Christmas Carol, it is delightful. And it has a really scary scene, too. It does. So it fits with the Disney where, like, you're having a good time, you're going to get a little scare, and it's all going to be okay. The Disney way. Oh, boy. And while you're there, Um, you should also watch another Disney property, The Muppets Christmas Carol. I haven't seen that in years. I, I saw it again a couple years ago after not seeing it in a while, and it's... It, it, it's still good, and then you get all the adult jokes, like uh, Jacob Marley and his brother Robert, or of course, Statler and Waldorf. It's like, oh, his, his, Bob. his brother Robert Marley. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we didn't have any, like, Muppets tapes when I was growing up. So I feel like I only ever saw them at other people's houses. So they didn't have as much of an imprint. Although I was a Muppet Babies child. But sadly, that was not one of the things we taped illegally, and now you can't get them anywhere. Scooter Um, and Skeeter. Guys, if you can watch Muppet Babies, I highly recommend it. It is so choice. Um quote from Ferris Bueller. Oh my god, I have to stop. I have a problem. Hey, right. DuckTales is back, so you never know. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh. No, Indiana Jones minute has to do it. Someone has to do The Legend of the Lost Lamp, which is the DuckTales movie, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's so good. Alright, anyway. But, yeah, it's a total, like, Indiana Jones thing. They should do it. Um, I have to ask a question I don't think you're going to like, which is why I'm kind of stalling. Okay. So I know this yellow-haired girl. She seems very nice. She brought Dorothy a pumpkin. How do we know she's trustworthy? She can walk through walls. She can disappear and reappear. And now, her explanation of the screaming is very suspicious to me. Oh, yes. uh, Patients who've been damaged, locked in the cellar. Yeah, what the heck, little yellow-haired girl? That's a peanut thing. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, and and like uh, Game of Thrones fans out there, like the Sparrow, she doesn't wear shoes. So, can you really trust... I mean, can you trust someone who doesn't wear shoes? I guess that's that's the first question. Maybe she's been damaged, too. And she's just running around. She knows an awful lot about what's going on at this hospital. Maybe the Sparrows thing really works. Maybe she's a gurney, uh, gurneyman in training. Oh, that's like the saddest life ever. That's your childhood. I mean, they need, they need a constant stream of those carts because someone might be walking by with a lunch pail they need to dispose of <laughs> and 
Clearly, um, there's nowhere else. Oh, boy. Oh, that... That lunch pail disposal still angers me. I'm not getting over it. No, I just... And she's all, like, quick and, like, let's get out of here, but where are they going? She's not very good at hiding. Uh, I think that's kind of works, because that's a kid's thing. Where you're like, I'm totally hidden! It's like, well... Not really. Yeah, that... I mean, it does help that it's kind of dark, and there are bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance they see them and are just like, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get the kids later. In this minute, I have to rewatch it. Do we know that anyone is looking for them or chasing them, or are they just running? Because sometimes kids get it in their heads that they need to run. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've never thought that they were they were being chased, but. Obviously, they're not supposed to be roaming the halls. So if they get if they get caught, it's still bad. Like the adults. We know that though. The adults are going to, to. I mean, Dor- Dorothy was strapped in. We don't know what the deal is with the yellow-haired girl, but she probably, unless she is a, a gurneyman in training, is not supposed to be just out and about letting uh, <laughs> prisoners loose. See, I don't know, though, because we've assumed up to this point that we should not be trusting these people because they are a stern head nurse and a quack of a doctor. But I don't know that she's any more trustworthy. I have a lot of questions about her, too. How do we know she's not just running around unstrapping people and causing trouble? And it just happened that this time it was someone who needed help getting unstrapped. Well, it's like uh, it's like one of those D and D character sheets with lawful evil and lawful good and neutral. Uh, the girl here is probably what, lawful neutral. Oh, what's lawful chaotic? Oh no, lawful. It's causing chaos. No, lawful neutral isn't isn't a thing. It would be. Um, really? Because you can Google it. Neutral good. Wait. Lawful neutral is the best alignment you can be because it means you are reliable and honorable without being a zealot. Lawful neutral can be a dangerous alignment when it seeks to eliminate all freedom, choice, and diversity in society. Yeah. That's not her, though. Okay, yeah. All right, I was on the right track the first time. So she's, what, chaotic neutral? We don't, we don't know that she's evil. We don't know that she's good. There's no chaotic lawful? That's disappointing. That feels like what she would be. What's chaotic neutral? I'm so sorry for any listeners who play D&D who know. No, because chaotic is the center row. row, And then it's center going like top to bottom. And then lawfuls are left to right. Lawful neutral evil. I could see her being a chaotic neutral. I'm just pulling these. They're the first thing that comes up on Google. I think both of them so far have been from easydamus.com. The alignment system. A whole bunch in the first thing that comes up. A chaotic neutral character follows his whims, which she's definitely doing, 
He is an individualist first and last. He values his own liberty but doesn't strive to protect others' freedoms, which doesn't track with this because she wants Dorothy with her. He avoids authority, resents restrictions, and challenges traditions. But that fits her. I'm trying to see if someone's made one of the D&D memes for the Wizard of Oz. It does not appear so as we... Welcome to Podcast Googling. It's everyone's favorite uh, segment of a podcast. Although, to be fair, if we had found that chart, admit it, listener, you would have been excited to hear who was who. Um, maybe we'll have to make our own. It's been a really long time since I did something like that, but that might have to be a weekend project. We'll see. See how busy it gets. Could do the Wizard of Oz first, and then uh, then do Return to Oz. Return to Oz. Once once we've met all the characters. I like that, and that way we're not doing any spoilers for later. I mean, I know we don't officially have spoilers, but you know, I I do try and not totally give everything away. I just yeah, I just don't. The movie says we can trust this girl because she's helping Dorothy. But we don't have any idea why she's helping Dorothy or what her end game is, and I find that very suspicious. Even if, okay, so even if even if the girl is bad, she's helping Dorothy, which is good. Yes. Like we can't we can't argue with that cuz Dorothy has gotten help from uh, people that you couldn't necessarily trust. Yeah, and I want to make the argument like, well, we don't know what her situation is. We're reading it through her eyes, but she's terrified. She need, she does need help. Yeah. I mean, she's made it very clear in the past few minutes that it's not just an uneasiness. It's not just a distrust of strangers. Like, she is scared. So, yeah. I guess that does... I mean, you, you compared her snark to uh, book Harry Potter. And one of the first things Harry Potter says uh, when people are asking asking him for help is that he, what, what is he, he says, like, he was usually lucky and he always had help. He was never defeating any of these That's people true. alone. Dorothy, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you were to go to Oz and, ask people about Dorothy, they'd probably describe like the warrior girl who came in, she took down the the Wicked Witch, but she couldn't have done it without her team. Like Dorothy needed all of those people where they were playing the role that they did. That's true. She may have thrown the bucket, but a lot of people helps to get her to that, to that place. I'm glad because she wants to be off that table and now she's off that table. I'm just not buying into, yeah, trust this girl with no shoes who walks through walls. But I, she's wrapped up in the moment, though. She's just been freed. Of course she's going to go with the person who freed her. They're going to run for it. That's fine. They're not very good at hiding their kids. That's fine. You know what it is? I watch too much Game of Thrones. I'm looking for the double cross. Yeah, and then... Uh... Turns out the girl's name is Littlefinger, and she's already sold Dorothy out. I can't. I can't. No, 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 no. 
We're so close now. Shush. She's actually going to... Uh, she's arranged for Dorothy to marry uh, one of the Gurney men. And then he will be able to inherit the land of his father. So, on January 10th, 1899, British inventor David Meisel obtained a U.S. patent for an electronic device... The flashlight. Oh, yeah. The first dry cell battery was invented in 1887, but first flashlight patented in 1899, uh, using none other than the D-sized battery. So, if you're wondering, D-sized batteries go back a long time. Yeah, wow. That said, the fact that the gurneymen have flashlights, the head nurse has flashlights, uh, maybe they're kind of jumping the gun on little, how many flashlights. A little problematic. <laughs> there might be at this point, just a what? few years after the invention of the battery. But this guy is really big into electricity. Don't you think he would be talking to other people who are also interested in the field? Like maybe he got prototypes, and then as soon as they existed, he was like, "Yeah, send me five. He's just a super enthusiastic Patreon. Yeah, I mean, since he obviously has oodles of money to spare, uh, he probably just, yeah, was, was like, yeah, sure. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, he spared no expense. Yes. The company did donate... Beat you to it. <laughs> uh, the American Electrical Novelty and Manufacturing Company did donate flashlights to the New York City police. So, you know, they they were getting out there. Mm-hmm. So it's possible he knew someone in, th- through his own electrical journeys, he may have known someone who uh, could hook him up with flashlights. I think that's a really good point of it, of... You know, a random person in Kansas. No, no flashlight. But this guy's already, like, in the field. So it makes sense that he would have been all over at flashlights. Which are torches, if you're listening to this in other parts of the world, that call them that. But I'm sure you figured out what we're talking about looking at this minute. Also a good song by, uh, George Clinton. Dang. Never mind. Flashlight? Yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh... Yeah, no. I didn't make that up. That was in my... That was George Clinton! Go me! It's almost like I know things. Oh, well, Parliament, but... Song by George Clinton? Just because you'll recognize it the minute it starts. But just know at one point they do rhyme out of sight with flashlight. That's really the most important thing. All right. Now that I've violated all copyright laws, how you doing? (laughs) I'm really just thinking of Weezer's hash pipe 
but re replacing hashpipe with flashlight. Yeah, it works. I mean, we don't know that's not what Dr. Worley was singing as he handed out those flashlights to everyone. Yeah. He's, he's saying, you've got my flashlight, and if you don't return it, you're not going to be a gurneyman anymore. Aww. That's a sad demotion. <laughs> he's a tough boss. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes off friendly to the patients, but I bet, yeah, you don't want to cross him. <gasps> I had completely forgotten the first line of Hashpipe is, I can't help my feelings, I'll go out of my mind. I'll go out of my mind. There are patients who've been damaged, locked in the cellar. Quick! Uh, now, ah, that scared the crap out of me. Um, now, I... Shoot, I wish I had the page, but I know I've seen this multiple places. Was that line edited out from some versions of the movie? I thought I read somewhere that some versions of the movie, when they were trying to make it more kid-friendly, didn't have the part where she asks, you know, like, what's that screaming? And she says it's damaged people locked in the basement. There's something about that line that was, oh, that's not what's happening here. Well, I did Return to Oz and then Locked in the Basement in quotes. And the second result is about an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So this was a waste of my time. And I'm just going to stop and cut it there. And just leave that controversy hanging. I mean, maybe it's one of those flub things that you think you hear or you don't. Or maybe I imagined that. I don't think I imagined it, but... I'm kind of annoyed at myself that I didn't write down a citation for that. I, I could see it's something that they'd pull out of a TV, uh, TV airing. And it wouldn't be too hard to do. Because it's not like it's a close-up of her saying it. Like, that's when she's actively, like, setting Dorothy free. So it'd be pretty easy to just take out the audio and not, like, think about it. <laughs> Oh, man. Sorry, I'm just checking, like, trivia of random sites to see if maybe that's where I saw it. And this is slightly off minute, but I have to say, on the IMDb trivia, Feruza Balk actually performed most of the film barefoot. And she found her black shoes uncomfortable, and the ruby slippers were very fragile. So, we should maybe not be ragging on people who are barefoot as much as we have in the past couple minutes. So, okay. Now, now I'm going to have to watch for this every, every time they show her feet. Why? Just that they were uncomfortable? <laughs> I guess they must just never show her feet. Unless her feet need to be in a shot, in which case she puts on the black shoes. Or, in yeah. rare cases, the, the, the ruby slippers. Well, because when she's, like, sitting in the doctor's office, I mean, all those times she's kicking her feet and I'm, like, in love, she has on the black shoes. It's not like she never wore them, but it, I think it's a hobbit feet situation where it's just like, well, if you're not going to see them, I don't need to wear them then. They couldn't find her a pair of plain black shoes? I wonder if it's more... 
they weren't because it just is uncomfortable. You know, they hurt her feet. I wonder if they weren't broken in, and it just wasn't enough time to really break. Because like I could see that when you have new leather shoes, if they're rubbing you the wrong way, that hurts, and it can take a while for them to loosen up. Well, that makes sense. So I mean, I guess that. I'm assuming when they say hurt her feet, you know, it's not just like, oh, they're slightly too small or something. Because you're right. Just go get another pair of shoes. But if those are the ones you've already started filming, so they're already in some shots. But now they're, like, bugging her feet because she's been... Because when you first put on shoes like that, it's not that they hurt. It's after wearing them for a little while, but before they're broken in. And that seems like, you know, movie shoots aren't that long. That probably isn't that sweet spot of like, oh, great, that must have felt awesome to put on the same shoes every day. So they're hurting you in the same exact spot. Oh, I'm not saying she wears her BK lights to, the, to uh, work the next day. but Still scrolling, but I'm not seeing that. Oh, we can talk about this later, but it has the trivia for Zabalk did all her own stunts, except there are definitely stunt people listed in the... We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> well, I think uh, that about does it for me on this minute. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm good for this minute. I'm ready to come back tomorrow. I'm so happy they're out of that room. I'm ready to get out of this hospital. I'm, I'm all in. I have some questions about this girl, but hey, if it, if it means we're moving forward, I'm okay with it. All right, then. All right, so I'll see you again tomorrow. Quick! We are... Tiag. Piag. Piag.